Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. No, read image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusted. Hello. That's disgusted. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 everybody. And welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. Live. We're live. Actually, we're actually live this time. I know. It's amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm your host, Desmond, and with me as always is my co-host. Hello, everyone. Rich here. Yay. Um, <laughs> and we're back at 6 p.m. here on MixLR. I'm going to give you a little information of other places where you can find us. If you miss this show, uh, which we do every Monday from 6 to 7 on MixLR, you can go, go over to SoundCloud and you can search The Geek Chat. Remember The, The Geek Chat. And uh, you can find out uh, more about us and you can see all of our old episodes. And we're uh, almost up to 50 episodes that we have uh, posted on SoundCloud. You can listen to old ones. You can listen to our roundtable. You can listen to our point fives. Everything is archived on uh, SoundCloud. So definitely go over there and check it out. And it will be, uh, we will drop this on uh, SoundCloud tomorrow uh, before two o'clock, uh, usually between 12 and two. So uh, we'll also put a post on, uh, on Facebook as well. Um, if you don't want to go to SoundCloud, you can also go to uh, Tumblr. We are also going to post on Tumblr, The Geek Chat. Always search The Geek Chat. You can also go to um, iTunes or Stitcher. And if you're not part of the iHive, and you can uh, search for us on there by uh, clicking uh, The Geek Chat. Always The Geek Chat. Um, you can also, if you want to come and contact, if you want to talk, contact Rich and myself, you can also go to the Facebook group where we have, like, we're slowly growing. We're over 100 members now of the Facebook uh, Geek Chat group. So just go to Facebook and search groups and search for The Geek Chat and come in and join the fun. Come and post with us. Uh, talk about comics with us. Talk about your exes. Talk about your exes with us. Well, it's a it's a free for all. It's a free for all. You know. So come and definitely um, be a part of the Geek Chat Nation. So come be a part. Is that like Janet Jackson? Rhythm uh, Nation. We, we are a part. We can't do that. Oh yeah, I can't. You can't. No, I can't. They'll get us for that. I know. You'll edit that later. I will. And then we're still working on trying to get it on. Um, on YouTube as well. Yes, which which hard. my Saturday yes customer wants yes. me to really. Yeah. Uh, We're definitely trying hard to get that on um YouTube. on YouTube. So we will definitely be doing that soon. Um, want to give a special shout out to our sponsors. Uh, first sponsor is Club Card Printing here in San Francisco. They're the ones that do all of our palm cards. If we ever do posters, they're probably gonna do them too. They're great guys over there. So it is clubcardprinting.com. Uh, tell them the Geek Chat sent you. Also want to give a special yeah, They're going to be like, who? I know, right? I <laughs> <laughs> um, also want to give a special shout out to Terry Miller, our mistress of the mix board. She's the one that makes all the lovely sounds that you hear. And she's been working furiously in the lab to make a new intro to our point five. Yeah, just wait till y'all 
hear it. Wait till you hear it. Uh, point five is on Thursdays. Um, was when we ho- was when we posted, and that is between twelve and two as well. Um, Unless you're you got class or something, then it'll be like real early again. Yeah, real early or super really late. You no, know, all depends on my internet connection. It's really crazy sometimes. Um, and then I uh, want to give a special shout out to uh, our house artist Gene Gilmet of RLT Press. Um, he is he's the one that does all those cute little pictures of Rich trying to kill me. I don't take him personally, but but yes, he's a artist uh, over at RLT Press. He's also associated with uh, Comic Book Resources. Uh, their column, the line, it is drawn. He's a featured artist there, so go and check it out. Um, also, want to give a special special shout out to uh, our sponsor, our largest sponsor, Whatever Comments. Look, Whatever Comics, <laughs> located at. 548 Castro Street in way too hot San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Yes. It's way too hot. And where else can they go to see them? To Facebook under whatever store or head to our website, whateverstoreonline.com, where you can always catch the previous week's Geek Chat, in case you missed it. Yes, that's another place that we're at. We are everywhere, everywhere, people. So come and take a look and see what we got for you. And today what we have for you is a whole bunch of uh, new stuff that came out from Marvel. Oh, my God. A lot of number ones. Yeah, it was a fantastic week for number ones. So So if you're looking to get into new comics and you're really curious about what Marvel's putting out, you will have new number ones pretty much for the next four to five months. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So, so the, there you go. So it doesn't matter that Secret Wars isn't done because the number ones aren't done. That's right. See, see, Marvel was calculated. So 2016 is going to be all new, all Marvel. Right? Uh, until they until they have to postpone it again. Yeah. <laughs> Which will probably happen. Probably. You heard it here first, folks. Marvel Comics. Postponed. Well, you do know they already delayed all the X books. They no, were I supposed didn't know to that. be. Yeah, they were supposed to be in October. Ugh. They all got delayed now, so they all start in November. Um, Uncanny 600 that we've been waiting now, what, four or five months for, actually has a date. I'm not going to say the date because we know Marvel. You're going you're to jinx it, right? I, I will start saying when things come out, when I see them on my invoice and I have them in the store. Uh, when people want to know when Marvel books are now, I'm like, well, you can check. This is the kind of tentative date. Um, that's the bad thing, really. I don't think they realize retailers really want to promote their books but we really can't because we try to plan an event or something like posting on facebook you know oh this book's gonna be out be out and then it isn't and then we look stupid it's really and uh, and you got to keep this momentum going you know it's a secret wars kind of hit all the right buttons and it was like yeah we got to do this awesome 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 and it's like no no sorry. Uh, yeah and then it's like it's so weird because they can't postpone everything well you realize that this week we well last week was supposed to be the final secret wars number eight it was all supposed to be wrapped up that's how late it is don't you mean number nine yeah you mean parts of seven and eight yeah um but what did you think of some of these new number ones i mean were you happy with the i know there was one number one that you really really liked i did Yes, and I, I was very shocked by this because I didn't realize that, that this character was getting a new number one. He is. And I was shocked. So, so. I was really excited at Nova number one. Um, it is written by Fabian Nizenza. What? Yes. Penciler was Chris Marinan. The inker is Mark Stegbauer. Chris 
Eliopoulos did the letters. Tom Smith did the colors. Um, so this must have been a throwback comic. Right? This was this was pretty good. You know, I really enjoyed it. Guardian shows up in it. Um, the the new warriors make a little uh, make a an, a a birthday surprise. I'll say because Richard Ryder finally turned twenty one. Wait, 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 Richard Ryder. Yes, Richard Ryder is Nova again. Yes, I mean again, he's Nova. So I the little kid was Nova. Well, this book is from nineteen ninety. Yeah, five. I, I thought you needed ninety-four. To, I thought you needed to check the. Uh, that's the year I graduated. Oh my Nova God. number one, January nineteen ninety-four. Wow. I got to tell you, it was really good. I'm really impressed by these new number ones. <laughs> oh, stop that. I know you, I, I was just surprised at, at, you know what? I was not surprised. I was just happy of how far we came uh, with the artwork. I mean, that is some, that is some quintessential 90s artwork it is. right there. It is. I mean, the enormous chests, the, 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 the legs that go from the waist to the floor. So, you know, the legs. they... Back in the 90s, they always tried to emulate whatever artist was big. And you can tell this artist loved Eric Larson. Yes. That's just what I was thinking. Because he you know? looks like Eric Larson light. But that was the thing that was crazy. It was like you had what? You had Jim Lee. You had Eric Larson. Mark you had Silvestri. Mark Silvestri. And you had Tom McFarlane. I mean, and to a lesser extent, you had Walsh Tichio and a couple of, and uh, Leif, Liefeld. But those were like the- Walsh Portacio. Yeah. But those are the ones that, that set the industry standard for what Mar the Marvel house Especially was. McFarland. He inspired yes. a lot of people. Yeah, him, well, him and Jim Lee. You know, I mean, just think about all the people that, that would not have got into the art field if not- for these guys I leaving know. and forming Image. I know. You know, could you imagine if they if Image had not been formed and they stayed with Marvel? Could you imagine what a different world that would have been? Hold on. Do you want to live there? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to live there because I kind of like Image the way it is now. I mean, could you imagine a world without Image? Ugh. Well, you know. That'd be weird. Hey, speaking of Image, Secret Identities in Trade comes out this week. Okay, yes. so buy it, people. People need to buy it. It is awesome. So, okay, so that was your throwback comic for this week. We're going to start a oh, new... Wait, I also read The Legion of Superheroes. Oh, yeah, we read that for <laughs> Charles. And I have to say, those superheroes were not teens. Those mm -hmm. were like full-grown adults mm -hmm. running around in like skimpy costumes. Yeah, we find out who really is Censor Girl. Yeah, Charles, who really is Censor Girl? Sinstor. Sinstor. Sinstor girl. I thought she was. I thought she was a weird reptile. Not in this one. Oh, forgot. There's, there's been like three different Legion of Superhero type of, of comics and continuities. Yes. This was number twenty five back in nineteen eighty six. Legion oh. of Superheroes. Finally, Sensor Girl revealed. And wow. you know what? It's freaking Paul Levitz. That man, still is writing. Paul Levitz, Greg LaRock, and Mike DeCarlo were the artists. And this isn't. This ha it's just crazy to read. Maybe we should talk about some new comics because I think we're boring folks. But I got to tell you, I would love an episode <laughs> where we sit and read all this old stuff because it really does make me miss what I'm going to call the good old days. Because the back page is the new Teen Titans spotlight on and it's George Perez and it's all the heads of the Legion or the Teen Titans and their villains and their friends. And I miss it. The thing that always made me laugh 
was when I, especially when I flipped through that Nova number one from Marvel from 94, is how much they yell. Like everything is yelling. Oh, they yeah. Yell in this. So much. Yeah. In this, when um, Brainiac, like, oh. Brainiac gets attacked by Man, Manlo. Mano or whatever Mano, his name Mano, is. Mano, the guy with the, um, the, the, the gem in the hand. Yeah. The, the super hot hand. And he like freaks out and screams. Like, yeah, it it's so just, silly. But I, I will say, I don't remember Mentella. That is one Legion air I do not remember oh. is Mentella. Wow. So it looks she like had um, the, she had both the mullet and the typhoon wave going on in one hairdo. So it looks like uh, someone really wants to see this in this comics that you have. <laughs> like people are like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, it's a weird. I feel like the '90s is like a muse. Some of these comics should be in like a museum piece somewhere. My museum. Yes. And on All that right. Note, let's, let's get let's going. Let's talk about real comics. So um, let's start so, with. Yeah, we're gonna start with the Marvel because Marvel. I mean, it was a banner week for Marvel. I mean, who didn't buy at least two Marvel books? Uh, a lot of DC people. Well, you know, there's no. There's no pleasing DC people, but we're gonna talk. We're gonna. You just, talk. you just insulted a lot of people. Just Charles. <laughs> he reads Marvel. Does he really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He 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 read Secret, Secret Wars. Uh, Secret Wars. He didn't like. He didn't like that book. Anyway, so the first book we're gonna talk about is Avengers Zero. And yes. And it all begins here, folks. For Derek, it is like Frank said. This one, if you haven't read Avengers Zero, this is little snippets about what each of the different Avengers titles is going to be. And this Wednesday, as in two days from now, or when you listen to this one day from now, um, or after, on the 14th, whatever, whenever you're listening, uh, Uncanny Avengers and New Avengers both start. Their new number one start. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to New Avengers. I thought this really did explain everything. Um, a lot of setup, lots of setups in all of it. I think, but I think that was the, um, in terms of full on setup of a premise for an ongoing series, I thought the, um, the new Avengers and the squadron Supreme were the two best, uh, as far as setting up what their books are about. I thought a force was a little wonky because they're trying to go that whole mystery route. And I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, but here's the thing. You're coming off A-Force, and you already have Singularity that you don't know anything about, and now they're going to introduce yet another person that we have no idea about? Well, I think, I think, but I think he, the person that came in who was saying, like, I am, I am, I, I think he is from wherever Singularity is from. Okay. And I think it was it's a woman, a whole, by the way. Well, that was a guy. It was a woman. Really? It didn't have any form. That's why I thought it was a guy. I thought it was a woman. Well, I thought it was just like a formless creature but anyway um i for one thought it was great <laughs> uh so it was avenger zero 599 um uh, it's a uh, marvel zero uh 2015 avengers it all begins here again it was 599 and it, it is a um i like the way it was told because it starts off with with uh squadron supreme basically saying that they are going to do whatever it needs to they're going to do whatever uh, by any means necessary basically to protect this world this universe from from destruction and why is that because they are all from various universes that have been destroyed right so they're going to take now a proactive 
something the Avengers. Now, I I can't speak to Avengers from the 70s and 80s, but aren't the Avengers like the X-Men? They're not proactive. Like if a bad guy comes, then they take care of it. Well, no, there, there's always there's been no shortage of proactive teams. You know, X-Force, to name one, uh, very popular. But that's one. a mutant. But, but I'm talking when you have the Avengers banner. But Squadron Supreme is not an Avenger. True, They're and that's Avengers. why I think it's interesting. But one of them was, and I'm so glad that Marvel hasn't dumped everything that came before Secret Wars. It's still part of the fabric that makes up the Marvel Universe. Exactly. and, and but With I think Hyperion. That's, but that's the thing that I like about this is people were, like all the naysayers said, I don't want to read Secret Wars because it's going to be a, a hard reboot. And Marvel was very clear about that it wasn't. Yep. And I think that some people will remember what happened in Secret Wars and some people won't. Right. You know, I, just uh, like House of M. Exactly. I think Wolverine's going to remember. I, all you mean of, Old Man Logan. Old Man Logan, thank you. And I know that all of uh, Squadron Supreme is most likely going to remember as well. At least the ones that were there. So for the first story, let's get out, let's get the credits out of the way. So yeah. the Squadron Supreme, uh, the title of their section was called Supremacy. It was written by James Robinson. Uh, penciler was Leonard Kirk. Inker was Paul uh, Neri. Color artist was Frank Martin, and letterer was VCs Trevor Lanham. The next one was The Vision and Scarlet Witch and Edict. Uh, Edict? I thought it was Edict. <laughs> ah. uh, writer was Mark Wade. Artist was uh, Muhammad Asir. Uh, color artist was Sonia Obeck. Letterer was VCs Corey Pettit. Um, the next one is Deadpool and Night. Which the actually night. was... A really good one. It's the Uncanny Avengers. Yes. So it was Deadpool uh, in The Night That Hell Froze Over. Uh, writer was uh, Jerry Duggan. He writes the the Deadpool book now. Which was interesting. We can talk about that in a minute, too. Uh, artist was Ryan Sted Sted Stegman. Love him. Uh, color artist was Richard Eisenhoff. Amazing. Uh, letterer was VCs uh, Clayton Klaus. Close. Thank you. Uh, the New Avengers is Everything is New, written by Al Ewing. Our, uh, artist was uh, Gerardo Sandoval. Color artist was Dino... Uh, Sanchez Almara, letters was VCs Joe Carmengara, Carmengana, thank you. Uh, Captain Marvel and the Alpha Flight in In the Beginning, written by G Willow Wilson. Artist was Victor Abinez. Uh, color artist was Laura Martin. Letters by VCs Corey Pettit. One and more. The, and the last one was the Ultimates and the Opposite of Kicking. Uh, writer was Al Ewing. Artist is Kenneth Rockerford. Yay. Yay. Color artist was Dan Brown. Letters was VC's Joe Sabino. So, yes, a lot of stuff. You get a lot you of stuff. realize story. VC did all the lettering? Yeah. Of all course. of them VC? Yeah. That's what you got to get a job at if you want a letter. But anyway, um, six stories for five ninety nine. It was really good. Um, it really showed the state of what the Avengers books are going to be in this post-Secret Wars Marvel. The ones that stuck out st st stood out to me that I really, really enjoyed, again, were New Avengers, I loved Uncanny Avengers, and I like Squadron Supreme. Ultimates was a little hit or miss for me, only because I didn't really know what the, what the premise was. You know, I really didn't... I mean, they're like super science team extraordinaire that's in space trying to save the universe. If that's the case, what's Guardians of the Galaxy doing? You know, or interdimensional threats. I liked how Miss America Chavez had to close the dimensional rift by dancing. I thought that was kind of an interesting take. I think this is going to be a cool, hip, fun book. I like the fact that she's using her powers for interdimensional travel when she kicks kicks the air and makes a star and she can travel between dimensions. It's kind of cool. You know, I, I want to see what, what's going to happen with this book. You know, I want to see what's 
what is going to happen? Like, I don't, I have no idea, no preconceived notion. All I know is the first story arc, we have Galactus. They're trying to satiate Galactus's hunger. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to see that story. I want to see how they're going to solve this problem, you know, because, because think about it. I mean, it's not like Galactus can go to an Overeaters Anonymous class, you know, (laughs) he he can't do that. You know, he's, he's got to eat, you know. So how are they going to do this? You know, Weight Watchers for intergalactic beings. beings. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Which ones did you really like? Um, I agree. I think the Squadron Supreme was really good. I think it sets up how it's going to be different and how it differs from any of the Squadron Supremes that have come before in the past. Because I know Marvel has had a little bit of trouble with their their JLA light well, not even light. I think this is a better JLA than the JLA now. They loved the the art in um, the Ultimates one. I, for one, love Kenneth Rockefeller's art. And just seeing Miss America so kick-ass and so beautiful and being true to who she is. You know, she calls a girl to have a date and dance while she's out in this space and they do it through the phone. She's not in space. She's in another dimension. Well, she's in another dimension, but still in space. <laughs> Which is cool. Like She's a whole another dimension dancing and kicking ass. You know what's interesting about the, this, the new Avengers, not the new Avengers, all these brand new number ones, is the old white boys club is gone. And I kind of really like that. I know a lot of people have a lot of problems with the different things, but I feel like they really are trying to... All the teams are made up of lots of different everything. And I like that. I do. And I, I like that all of them have some kind of connection to the Avengers at some yes. form, in some form, but they're all doing something different. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. new Avengers. The fact that uh, I'm a little the- sad that, that Sam isn't around and that, that I wonder what has happened to him. Maybe they'll talk about it. I hope. Um but I love when they're like, one of us is a traitor, and you know who the traitor is. That's why he's there, to spy. And he even says, I'm the traitor. But I don't think, I think that was just thrown out there. Um, I'm excited for all these. I really am. The only one that I'm kind of iffy on is I kind of really liked A-Force. But we've talked about it before. I don't know how they're going to do A-Force in the Marvel proper universe. I don't know how they're going to do it either. Um. The idea of Alpha Flight, when they said Alpha Flight was going to be in this, I was thinking the Canadian supergroup. No. And that's so not it. No, and I kind of was a little disappointed. So was I. You know, I was like, what? Department H has a space station? What? And no, you can definitely, you can definitely tell that Marvel has a Captain Marvel property coming up because now she is the lead in this and she has her own book and... She's getting a lot of screen time. Yeah. Like, and you know though. why. You know why. Good for her, though. The one story that I was just a little like, meh, was the Avengers. I mean, uh, Terry uh, Terry posted in the geek chat about it. You know, his he's had these, you know, uh, the crisis of conscience a couple times. The vision. Yeah, the vision. And so now he's going to, like, completely erase his feelings. I thought it would just be better. I For me, for him, for him to say, I'm just going to erase my feelings, you know, I was like, ugh. If he just said... I'm going to erase you, you know, because you're such a, uh, a huge part of my life that is just not been able, I've not been able to reconcile, but I have to erase it to, to live my life. I thought that would have been a much better, um, idea to explore. Would it's you like, do it? Would I, 
if I had someone in my life that that I just couldn't reconcile with, there's so, so much weird shit going on. If you could just go in and delete that person, it, it's very like um, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind that that movie uh, with Jim Carrey. About Never like, saw it. What's the movie? He he goes in to have certain things removed, you know, but you kind of figure out that these are the things that make you who you are. That's yeah. You, you so you live your life. You can't exactly. So what? I just wonder what's going to happen with the vision and that. The artwork was beautiful, though. So I got to tell you what I find most disturbing. When you look at his new costume, on the last page of that short story, it really disturbs me that he is naked. And that he's got weird, like, cum gutter things and then his crotch. The red <laughs> is his skin, like his face is red. It really just, they should have made that all green with yellow trim. It really looks like, remember the old Cosmic Boy? And I know a lot of the old time yeah, Legionnaires. You know what? I didn't even think about it. Oh, the it. first thing I saw was his naked body and the little crotch thing. Wait a minute. The crotch yeah, guard. Because the way they made it seem, because Look he, at was that. Able to, cause he was able to pull off his um, his cowl now yeah. and he has red skin. So yeah, I guess he is. He is naked. He is technically kind of The naked costume is around. just like, look at this. That almost looks pornographic. It is so disturbing that he's naked and he's running around with like little bits of clothes. I don't know. That's that's what I saw. Bring on naked vision. I really think that this Avenger Zero oh God, is the, worth having. The, uh, the chat is going crazy <laughs> with, with cum gutters. What? We just turned like from R to like triple X. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. thought we could say that. We can, but it's like, <laughs> it was just, you were so matter of fact about it. It's like Vision's wearing cum gutters. I was like, what? Even I was kind he's, of taken aback. He's but. not wearing them. Everyone has them. He's wearing weird material. So you're talking, oh my God. So you're talking about the, the, the place on the anatomy where our legs attach to our torso. If you look at the picture, that's what it is. He's wearing these weird you little. Know what you call cum gutters? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, okay you need so to gonna, you need to watch Thor Ragnar one of the Thor movies when he has his no, shirt off. No, 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 no. You need to watch uh, Vacation. We're gonna do a side note. So we when we were in Fresno visiting my uh, my family and and some friends, we went and saw the movie Vacation, and and he's in that movie. Oh yeah, with his well, big fake penis. No, but he comes in and you talk about cum gutters. Wow, they are his abs uh -huh. are amazing. I was like. Where's the body fat? Yeah, I was. When you're a Marvel superhero, it was you have crazy. Been. We talked about this. Look at Chris Pratt. He, what he used to be on Parks and Rec. Yes. When he was and what? Chubby. And now he's Marvelized, and he's got <laughs> cum gutters. But you know what I love is that <laughs> Anna Ferris likes him a little chubbier. I just can't wait for like the next the next uh, Captain America movie, so we can like be be on cum gutter watch in the movie. <laughs> it's like, do you see him? Do you see him? That'll, that'll anyway. be that'll be a point five um, a topic like a segment would be cum gutters in Marvel movies. Back to the comic books. So the one thing I want to say about Avengers Zero is it's it's actually um, stuff that's not going to be in the comics either. So that's the one of the things that, that I liked about it. Is yes, that it is. It's actual original story and original material that is not going to be recycled. Yes, I like I that too. I loved that. So. And yes, Frank, you can. That would be interesting. Um, and you, uh, you'd have to kind of, I don't know how you would do it, but yes, you can. That's pretty scary, Frank. Anyway, so um, we're going to continue on these new, this new Marvel tract, and we're going to go next to talk about uh, Doctor Strange. Wow, what a read that was. Yeah, they de-aged him. They, well, I was not, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, they got to so, make him, it's cumberbatched. Exactly, he's been cumberbatched. He's been cumberbatched, marvelized cumberbatched. And he's a lot more... Um, Horny. Not 
yes, he's a lot more horny. I get it. You know, he's been de-aged. You know, no more Viagra prescription. He's able to do it. You know, but anyway. So by the hairy hogs of Hagaroth, that was a. The thing that I didn't. The thing that I that I kind of was taken aback by is how much more physical he is in this new iteration. I'm kind of okay with that, but sometimes I'm like, uh, you know, it's got this weird. And I know that. I know that. Um, Why don't you tell who bo- who yeah, it's by? Let's yeah, okay. do that. Let's get that out of the way. And then you can trash the book. It's not trashing. I, I really enjoyed it. It's just it's just a little weird, you know? What do you want them in a, in a, in not a stroller? What are they called? In a roller? What are those things called? And they're just like running around. Is that what you want them in? Like, in like shit kickers and everything? I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. I love the axe out of nowhere. Like right? he's, jaw. Well, he has the well, he has the sword, which is actually a dagger, and it seems to like when he unsheaths it, it actually turns into a full light, long sword. So he has a soul dagger now too. It's what it looks like, and I was just like, okay, so so they made him a little bit more uh, wizard and. Are you yeah, gonna so tell who did story. it? I have to find it. Go okay. to the very back page. No, that's a separate one. There's two stories in here. I love that backstory. Yes, I love it was the art. Really good. Uh, so the first story is the Way of the Weird, Doctor Strange number one, written by Jason Aaron. Uh, pencils and colors by uh, Chris Bellaccio. Uh and the inks was by Tom Toland, Al Vey, and Mark Irwin, and the letters was by VCs Corey Pettit. Uh, so yeah, first thing we get is Doctor Strange exercising, I guess, shade spirits from a little kid. Okay. Uh, in the in the the first thing I thought of when you said exercising was it instantly flashed to let's get physical. No. And like he's on a treadmill. Uh, well, you never know. He seems pretty cut. But anyway, he's he's like having he's like wanting to kiss a demon lady or something. I don't know. I love how he's making the kissy noises in the real world. And they're like, yeah. are you OK? Parents are like, what's going on? Yeah, it's just kind of floating around. But I think what's really cool is the kid's laying there and you see the teddy bear in the background in the first couple of scenes when he's fighting against them. And you realize that, yeah, this is some this is the kid's kind of dreams dream psychic state or whatever or in that plane is where he's fighting and i thought that was really cool it's like this is like the kid's soul psyche or whatever you want to call it that's where they were fighting and i thought i thought that was really cool because you're just kind of dropped into there by jason aaron i'm a fan of jason aaron jason aaron can write sword and sorcery type of stuff so I'm okay with seeing this iteration. I like the first page in which they talk about uh, Doctor Strange's background. That's all you really needed to tell you exactly what's going Just on. Just like movies, you only need the first ten minutes to be the origin story. Get over it. Let's go. And that's really what this. That's really what this is. I liked, and I like that Doctor Strange. He's they're telling a little bit about. It starts off like a day in the life of Doctor Strange, and you find out that he had to exercise this kid. And then he's going about about his day about the internal dialogue. The one thing that did kind of freak me out a little bit is how is how he was talking about how the mundane world can't see what he sees. And there's all these kind of like ghosts and psychic parasites all floating around us. And he said most are harmless because they're like bacteria. And that's kind of an interesting concept because, you know, we all have bacteria that live on our body and on our skins and we all have ecosystems and shit like that. But it's kind of this thought, you know, <laughs> And I think that's what makes Aaron a great writer is that he's able to just kind of dissect that a little bit to say, hey, you know, there's probably this whole another life, a world, you know, outside of our field of vision. And they're just doing weird shit, you know, and I thought that was just really kind of cool. I've always liked stuff like that, you know, and I like that his cape can change. It can that was one of the best parts for me. The fact he walks down it like all the things and that it was his scarf. I really like the ideas presented here. Yeah, he's he's he's. He's modern yet still holding on to that 
look. I mean, it, when you, when he's in his costume, it's not the tights anymore. He mm-hmm. actually is wearing like pants and mm-hmm. and boots and shit. But he still has the kind of like the puppy shirt. So it's still he still has that Doctor Strange esque look. But he has been modernized. And I agree. The the cape being the scarf was amazing. But um, but just him. And it's just like his every day is he's telling this one beast to kind of shoo away because it's attached itself to some guy. And then he has to fight it. Um, I don't know. It's just stuff like that. I thought was really cool. I was happy when we went to the the bar and saw Scarlet Witch and the fact that they meet like it's just I like the fact that they're not harping on what has come before. They're actually building a character for us to read. I really like that. I love the art. I think Baklo is the perfect fit for this book. I don't know. I, I thought I I agree. Overall, he was a very strong artist. Very, very beautiful. Very tight. Although I just didn't like his iteration of how he drew um, Brother Voodoo or Shaman. I thought they were just a little too big headed. I don't know. Something about their faces is like. Have you not looked in the mirror? Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Which one am I? I'd have the Brother Voodoo, right? <laughs> Racist. Anyway. No, but he has like the he has like the, the sunglasses on and he's all super cool. Yeah, I don't What's know. What's wrong with that? No, it's just something about it. And like and like the, the bar was kind of muted. And I did I loved the um the the prince guy who came up and he was talking about like Stephen Strange, there's a there's a cost, there's a cost. of magic. Well they t- they they go over that every week in freaking once upon a time. So but I think this was really cool to bring this in because here's Doctor Strange, like a uh, notorious spell slinger. And this guy's like, look, there's a cost to magic. When you use magic to influence fate or whatever you do, there's got to be consequences. And then how this guy did it was he, he like he drowned bunnies. So suffice to say that something is coming. There is some kind of always some kind of thing coming to attack or do something, you know, and Doctor Strange has to prepare. I love that there were other other mages in this. It, it was a good number one. Hmm? It was a good number one. It was it was a very strong number one. Yep. Shit happened. It moved. What did you think? I said what I think. I liked it. I'm definitely gonna pick up number one. That is number um, one. Sorry, number two. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. It, I, I don't know. I just I just thought it was a really good book. I've always been a Doctor Strange fan for a very long time, and to actually see him finally having his own book is really good. Um, I do. I'm a little sad that. Um, I hope that they have some kind of conversation between him and brother voodoo about brother voodoo not being sorcerer supreme anymore like i want to i want to find out what that's about well know? there's a lot of things in from the old marvel that they're just saying goodbye to I that know. that i mean deadpool's dead so it's going to be interesting that he's revived i mean we don't know how he's revived or anything but um we didn't talk about that in the avengers zero with deadpool is now an avenger and he actually we were talking earlier before the podcast, they've given yet another layer to Deadpool about respecting um, the no kill that Steve Rogers has put on him. And I think that this and brother voodoo is going to be in uncanny Avengers. So I liked it that not only did Jason Aaron write a piece showing us that these magicians all get together in the bar, but there are people that are going to be seen. So which gives me hope for the real Alpha Flight, since no Shaman was there, they know real Alpha Flight. Ain't no real I don't Alpha think Flight. so. No, they're in space. They're in space. <laughs> so rich. Let's talk about the next number one, which was my actual pick of the week. Really, I 
well, you know, I'm a huge fan of and your I, and I Harry love, Ewok or I whatever you that, call him. I love that chubby little Ewok. So the book is Amazing Spider-Man number one, written by Dan Slott. <laughs> the writer I love, Giuseppe Camicoli. Boy, I love him. His stuff was really on he, point. He yes. The inker Cam Smith. The colorist is Marte Gracia, um, and the lettering was VCs Joe Caramanga. Spidey's gone global, and Spider-Man as Peter Parker. The head of was it Parker Industries? Parker Industries has a um, superhero bodyguard by the name of Spider Man. Interesting little thing that they compare, even in the book, which is awesome. They compare Spider Man to Iron Man. Yes, to uh, to uh, what is what did he say? He's a poor man's a poor, Iron Man, poor man's Tony Stark, and the fact that he has. A Spider-Man that so in one scene they showed both Peter Parker and Spider-Man at the same scene. And I like that. I wish they would have actually took it a little further and had someone say, oh, come on. Yes, I agree. We know you're Spider-Man. You know, something like that just to be funny, I think would have been really good. Just to really call out that meta would have been really, really funny. So, you know, I love the Zodiac. I'm a huge fan of Zodiac. And they're bringing him back, and we get a, a lot thrown at us. There's a gay wedding. Now they're just called weddings, but still, it's two men. So I thought that was really cool. And I, and I always we get Max, Mockingbird. I always thought Max was so cute. Yes, he was. But what about? And is that her new costume? Why does she have an M for a belt? I was like, come for on, Mockingbird. Bro. Oh, come on. Come on. It was like four. Why does Superman? Thor has a T on his belt. I know. It's always, I always thought that stuff was kind of silly. Boy, but the Legion with their <laughs> costumes. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, this is also a five ninety nine book, but it also gives you many a backup stories. A lot of stories in the background about what's going on. Which are all interconnected. Yes. Which I thought was a really great way to do it. Well, they're really building the spider universe. You know, just like Avengers has its... Avengers uniform universe. Now they're having a Spider-Man universe. Yeah. Which I thought was great. We have the main book being Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Then you have all these little side stories. It's sort of like what they did with X-Men. X-Men mm-hmm. it was the same way. Uncanny X-Men being the yep. being the flag flagship, and then everything else being kind of falling into place. And I liked that. I like that they're going to be interchangeable. I like that um, all these Spider people know each other, and they're and they're working together. So yeah, I am more than more than happy with with uh, what's going on in the in the Spider Verse. And I love the fact that Miles is now part of it. That was a really good thing. And no, Frank, I do not like monogram towels. Thank you. A big spoiler, and we don't know how, is the last page of the book. Back but, from Secret Wars, on the actual new Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, people. We're not going to spoil that for you. We do spoilers, but we're not going to spoil. Who showed up? Because it was, it yeah, was, it was interesting. Yeah, but who were the who did the backup stories and what, who were they about? Oh, that's gonna be a long time. All right, just who were they about? So the first one, written by Peter David, was about Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, who is still in our time, and he loves that character. <laughs> like Peter David has a mad one for that pa- yeah. for that character. Uh, Breaking Bad was written by Robbie Thompson. Uh, the artist was Stacy Lee. Will Sliney was the artist for the. 2099 and that is about silk and while silk 
I'm gonna pick up her new book. Uh, you heard it here, you heard it here first. Uh, I'm gonna pick up her book. I'm gonna support that character. Good. Uh, the next one, what to expect? Dennis Hopeless and Javier or Javier. I don't know how to say his name. Rodriguez. Uh, he was about Spider Woman, which to me was the weakest story in the back. Uh, I just think it's unnecessary. Uh, me too. Then Church in Quantum State, written by Mike Costa and David Baldine or Baldion. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, his art changed, and I I'm kind of happy that they're still using him. Love the way he draws Spider Ham. That was about the new Web Warriors. No teeth, no biting Spider Ham. But uh-huh. I have human like teeth. I thought it was a great. Like, he's true. I mean, he's he knows that he's a cartoon. I love that. And then the Cellar, written by Dan Slott, Christos Gage, with Paco Diaz as the artist. And that is the last story that we're not going to tell you who the person is, but it was about Spider Man, um, Miles Morales, Spider Man. Who in the new, the new Marvel universe is going to be known as just Spider Man? So, that was Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man number one. And I love how they called out the old the old lady called out. Uh, I have places to go, and, and she's all, "You, they're so lazy today because mm-hmm. Miles wouldn't take them away." <laughs> I thought that was really funny. You know what's interesting is they did not include Spider Gwen in this. Which yeah, they did. She was in the Web Warriors. She's in the Web Warriors, but she has her own book starting next week. They did not include her sel- her single story in this. They don't need to. She's her own thing. Well, that's what's going to be interesting about this. Well, oh, I- and then there was this. Oh, there was the, the uh, little backup story by Anthony Holden. Um, well, the, the comic, the uh, the Sunday funny kind of comic yeah. book trippy one. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one too. I just really, I'm a, I'm a Spider fan. You know, I really like Spider Man. I really like. Uh, what Dan Slott has done with the character. I know Frank has said that we could possibly, we should probably do a, a 0.5 side story that talks uh, all about how far Spider-Man has come. I think that's a great idea since Dan Slott took over. I think I think it would be great to see how Spider-Man has evolved since the uh, one more day. Um, although that would be what that, that that's like almost that's over five years ago. Mm-hmm. So that would be interesting. And so the last number one we're going to talk about. Um, is Invincible Iron Man. That is my second pick of the week. Um, fantastic book. Fantastic book. Bendis, um, he is really doing a great job. This is the same team that did um, Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man. So we have um, Michael Brian Bendis. Uh, sorry, Brian Michael Bendez, sorry. David uh, Marquez is the artist. Justin Ponsour is the color artist. Letters and production by uh, VCs Clayton Close. Um, and it's Invincible Iron Man number one, uh, $3.99, which is awesome. Glad it wasn't $4.99. Why the double hardcover? It's so interesting. If you open that up, it's the cover on the regular paper. Well, I think because the... I think there's something that adds a little bit to it. I think this paper really makes it kind of pop a little bit. I wish most of them had that. I do too. I do too because and obviously it wasn't it wasn't like a cough setting. It, so what which is talking about is is the there's a, there's it's a, a card stock. Yeah, cover. it's a double cover and it's a card stock, so it makes it a little bit more more dur- uh, durable. And I really liked it. I miss Marvel having real covers. It's one thing I will say. <laughs> I agree. So first thing we get is uh, Tony uh, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Uh, Tony Stark talking about his new armor and lamenting the fact that he is old old hat. Yes, that has that has been done before. Uh, Fraction did it about how um, Tony Stark has kind of lost his edge. Um, same thing with Warren Ellis did it with Extremis. So they're always trying to reinvent Tony Stark. So that's what they did. They gave him a new a new armor. 
And he's um, supposed to be the flagship character now. Correct. New armor for Tony Stark. It is an armor that um, can adapt. It is an adaptable armor um, that can change color. It can grow in size. It it basically, if it needs to be a Hulkbuster, it will grow into a Hulkbuster. I'm assuming if it needs a certain type of weapon, it can grow a weapon. So it's this kind of, I'm assuming, organic steel metal kind of thing. So that's what it looks like. Yeah, but the but thing it's is, very streamlined. He says all this. But we we see thing. none of it. Of course, all we saw, all we saw, was him when, building to it. Well, him, him, it growing around yep. him when he had to fly to Latveria, um, and then we see, and Frank will really like this. We saw, uh, in this comic, a woman say that she, uh, a microbiologist or something, found a cure for the mutant genome. I was like, what? So I don't know. This is a lot of. A lot of stuff going on in this book. I like how she's like, oh, my friend said you would do this, this, this. Hey, one out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Because he does sure. talk about himself a lot. Yeah, but that's his character. I love know? when Thor showed up. I thought that was cute. And, and he's he, all like, no, no, no. Yeah, he had to kick. He had to tell her to leave because he was trying to impress it. You know, which kind of makes you feel like if Tony Stark is always trying to be this. I mean, that's his character. He's always overcompensating, you know, for, for the fact that he's scared that he's going to fail or or not be able to save everybody, or not be able to do what he needs to do. So he has a super ego that's kind of like his his uh, protection from getting to know people or being vulnerable. Like, I get that. that That's his character flaw. That's who he is. That's what made him an alcoholic. That's what made him do all this other stuff. Um, so I, I have no doubt that Bendis understands the character, you know. Um, but he had to establish that this is the new Tony Stark. He's not superior Tony Stark. He is the regular Tony Stark. He's invincible. Yeah, invincible Iron Man. But what I thought, which was good, is Bendis introduces a, a, a longtime villain of Iron Man in this, and I just love her. Who do they introduce? Rich, and I know you really liked her. Yes, I'm not a huge Iron Man fan per se, but I'm all about the villains. And Madame Mass showed up. And I was so happy. Oh, my God. She is beautiful. Because you know what? They're very smart. Guess what Madame Mask is showing up in? Agent Carter. Yep. So why not have her right front and center right in Iron Man? Yep. Bring her out. Bring yep. her. Let her be there. Let her have the mask. He, this character has always been established It's it's, it's uh, as part of um, Iron Man's history. So finally, I feel that Bendis is gonna is gonna give her the um, limelight limelight that she deserves because I really like her as a character. Well, yeah, that way people can read this and they're gonna know exactly who she is when she shows up on. I'm just wondering TV. what she's gonna do. Like, I, I, she's uh, in the in the course of the book, she has been stealing all these different things, and then we find out a little bit of a hint about what happens after uh, Secret, Secret Wars, Wars which yeah. uh, which I thought. <sighs> Does Secret Wars a bit of a disservice? But this was hey, all it's Marvel's their own fault. fault. It's their own fault. It's their own fault. And we're just going to tell you because because it's been late. So Doctor Doom, Victor Von Doom, shows up in this issue, and he's no longer. And he's no longer Doctor Doom. He's no longer the leader of Latveria. No, he lost his. He lost everything. No, so he's got his little scar under his eye. I didn't even notice that. Did he really? Yeah, oh. there's a scar under his eye. So he didn't. He so basically he Laveria is is the country in ruins. Yep. You know, and so people have been um, rioting and and um, oh yeah, there it is. Uh, people have been looting Castle uh, Von Doom, and so yeah, like does this mean Tony Stark and and non Doctor Doom have to work together to stop stop Madame Mask? I don't know. I just I'm interested. 
I mean, does Doctor Doom keep to get to keep his doctorate? I mean, was he ever a doctor? Was he ever a doctor? I mean, do you think he did any physicals? I have a question. Do you think that he still is? I mean, I would assume he's still a genius, and I would assume he still has some of his magical abilities. But does he remember Secret Wars? We don't know he if did? he has any magical abilities. Who knows? We won't know till December. Mm, I don't know. It just it it brings up a lot of interesting things about what's going to happen with Secret Wars, and I'm just kind of like, you know, it just it just kind of drives in that nail about get your shit together marvel or you know because i really want to see what's going on or so and but i think that's a great segue into secret wars number six that came out um so secret wars number six came out after being delayed we know it's been delayed for a couple months um so let's see secret wars number six came out it was uh 399 from marvel comics and it was um the writer and designer was Jonathan Hickman. The artist was Isad Ribic. The cover artist was Eve Savarasina. Uh, letters was by Chris Epoulos. <laughs> and production was by Edie Wincor. And we have a new listener. Thank you, new listener. Um, but yeah, what did you think about Secret Wars, Rich? It's out. Come on. What did you think about it? I think Valeria shouldn't have boobs. She's four. She's not four. She's four. They didn't say she was four in this, did she? She's been four. She's not four in this. Well, no. No four-year-old looks like that. No. Um, I, I, I put her at like maybe 13 in this book. Yeah, no. 13 or 14. It was not It was not what I expected. I'm, you know. Well, they're making, they're starting to try to make their move against Dr. Doom. Yeah. Um. So I enjoyed that. I did like that Valerie is kind of going against her Valeria. dad. Thank you. Miss V is going against her dad <laughs> uh, because she likes, I like the whole thing about the spiders in her mind, you know, and I'm thinking, is that a, is that a defense that um, Dr. Doom put in to kind of like stop people from asking questions or what? I like mm. that um, for some, for so whatever reason, Miles had a cheeseburger, yeah, or hamburger or something, and it makes you think: did did he actually have that? Or I don't did know. Matter Master put that there. Matter Master, the, that's a Legionnaire. Uh, that's Molecule Man. Molecule Man, damn you, uh, you Legionnaire! Know, I really did. I liked the the little white room that the Spider Man found Molecule Man, and I'm glad that Valeria was there. Um, it, it was a very wordy issue. Well, they had their setting it up. Yes. I mean, and did you see the siege, not perilous? Yeah. <laughs> what was it called? The siege. Yeah, I'll tell you. Keep siege talking. Something other. And then they had, and they had an infinity gauntlet. Like, did did Ross? Yeah, they're have just a, throwing everything out in this issue. Did, it's like, let's just do this. But did Ross have a sale on infinity gauntlets I or something? Because like everyone, the siege courageous. The siege courageous instead of perilous. Yeah. So that's interesting. Like, but if you notice, we'll transport you anywhere you wish to go as well as transform the traveler in a manner benefiting of their true we've seen that the black vortex did that yeah it did the black vortex when you looked into it gave you your full potential gave you your full potential so i bet you anything they're going to use that thing to become their full potential when they have to fight against dr doom you know what i liked i liked again that they brought up something that happened in the past and they're just they're continuing it and this is what i love about the Marvel versus DC talk is that you know what Namor did to Black Panther's people. But I like that. But I like that Black Panther was like everyone's gone. Yeah, we just have to deal with this. Yeah, 
and that the fact that they're you know what you're the king of ashes now i'm the king of the dead there's nothing left to fight over thank you mm-hmm. let's they realize if they're going to save themselves and try to save their world they got to put their differences aside yeah even though you slaughtered my whole you know my people and, I, and why do i love to hate the maker um i can't new avengers next week even evil reed Richards. evil reed richards is such an asshole <laughs> like he's so mean to old to old reed it's just uh and he, and he knows how to push his buttons and i i want i want that reed see because here i think this is how i think it's going to play out i think that the maker reed is going to double cross them all to get powers to do something just like dr doom uh double crossed them all in the original secret wars so i think he's going to be the one that that does something shitty but i don't know all i know is it was a great it was a great episode i really think that um the black swan is going to kill uh this uh molecule man because that's what she was put that's what she was created to do so she will be doom's downfall mm. I, think that, I think that she was attracted to castle von doom because one doom was her, her master that created her and two she's going to kill him because that is her prime directive kill. yay but anyway um so the age thing they're talking about i still think she's supposed to be four i'm gonna look that up because i swear she's, she's supposed like, to be four. so he made her older in this book that could be true that's He's, what we'll go with that is his powers and then if you didn't read Siege number four, you're really missing out because Siege number four directly related to uh, seeing Ben Grimm, who is the wall, get up and scream out its clobber in time and go and attack uh, Castle Von Doom, which makes me think, is Johnny Storm going to come down and start raining sun? Well, fire? if Johnny Storm comes down, then the whole place is going to be dark. <laughs> Maybe. I like the story that she told. Uh, re- uh, sorry, uh, Susan Storm stole. Uh, Susan Von Doom told uh, Franklin about how he created the world and all that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Siege Number Four came out, and it was a great book. And it was um, it was written by Kieran Keller. Artist was Felipe Andrade. And color artist was Rachel Rosenberg. And the double spread the double page spreads was by Pepe Larraza. And Ian Herring, uh, Guy Chu, and Bill Sankovitz, which I thought was fantastic. It's so great to see him back. And we get to see the final war as the uh, wall basically falls. And it doesn't fall, it falls in a very different way in the fact that Thanos from the original uh, 616 comes in and basically tells Ben Grimm, hey, this is what happened. And then they get hit by the enlightenment canon that was created by um leonardo da vinci to fight off the robots or in the and the um zombies i liked it they used it against the zombie uh, marvel zombies and the marvel zombies realized that they were a contradiction and died it was very funny because they can't be alive and dead at the same time so they knowing that they were a contradiction made them explode made, made them die which i thought was really kind of funny but they used the canon on themselves in order to realize that this world is that world the, the battle world is wrong I thought that was really cool. So, and so with with Ben Grimm being awakened now to the fact that uh, this is all, you know, the battle world should not be there, he goes to confront Doom. And I thought that was a really good, a really good uh, book. What'd you think? I didn't read it. No, oh, I only me, read. You I told only, me to read it first. I only no, you read that one second. I, I thought you needed to read this one first. I, I read, read this it one second. First. Oh. The, the thing that, that was really crazy 
is each one of the writers, you know, um, Hickman and Gellin, the 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 pages, there's the exact same dialogue mm-hmm. in both books. I wonder who wrote the dialogue. Probably Hickman. You think so? Mm-hmm. Mm. And then Gillen just uh, added the rest of the story around it. I um I did read those because I wanted to see Ben Grimm come to life, and I was really that was kind of cool. We just have another like ten years before the next issue comes out. So. Oh, stop it! It'll be out soon. Um, one issue that I was kind of disappointed was was Old Man Logan. Thought it was kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, reason why I think it was kind of sad is because I think that the ending would have been a lot different had um, Marvel uh, Secret Wars ended the way it was because this whole this whole series of Old Man Logan, which was written by uh, Brian Michael Bendez and drawn by Andriano Sorrento, color artist was my uh, Marcello Miolo. And the uh, VCs, uh, Corey Pettit did the letter. Letterer was it was just like Old Man Logan tours Battle World, and I've said this before, and I was fine with that. You know, Old Man Logan's kind of walking around, knowing something's wrong, because Wolverine always knows something's wrong. He he knew something was wrong, and in, in um, uh, House of M and all this other stuff. So of course Wolverine knows what's wrong. It's wrong. Got to fix it. So we get him showing up in a in a Battle World in which they kind of know that something is wrong. Everyone knows that something is wrong. And then they're going to go and fight doom. So it's basically a call to arms that Emma Frost gives him. And he goes and fights doom. The only problem is it's just two blank white pages. So we don't know what happened. We don't know what's going on. And then fast forward and he wakes up in New York naked. I bet you they had plans for those two pages. they, They must have. They must have, and they had to wide it all out because shit wasn't done yet, and I didn't like that. It seems like the, this ending fell flat because because it was so tied to what Secret War was happening in Secret Wars. All this made me think is that Old Man Logan now is going to have a, a much bigger role in the actual Secret Wars, you know, uh, books, which is weird. I don't think he is, but maybe I don't know. It's, it has left more questions in it than it gave me answers, and I was kind of upset about that. What did you think? I, yeah. It came out. It came out. So Secret War 7, we should write this down, has a date of November 11th. Okay. So we'll see if that happens. It'll happen. It'll happen. We'll see how many more weeks it gets pushed back. It'll happen. So everybody, I know this was a very much a Marvel. Marvel-centric hour, but it's just Marvel, they had the best shit come out. I'm sorry, they did. Like all their, all, most of their stuff, you know, 9 out of 10 of of percent of their stuff, not not most of their stuff that came out was really good. Yeah, you know, and, and we were going to talk about uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, which we can talk about it for a minute. Well, I, I enjoyed it. I thought I didn't get into Batman Eternal, and I didn't or Batman Forever or was it no Eternal Eternal, Eternal and I didn't get into the two other ones. There was like, only one. No, there was Batman Eternal. Then there was uh, yeah, but you don't. Need, that's something different. For this, it was just Batman Eternal. I know, but I but they tested the waters with those with the weeklies. weeklies. You know, and, you know, Batman and Robin is the next one, but I didn't read the first one. So I was kind of like, but you I don't read, need to, but I read, but I read uh, Earth 2. So I was kind of like, yeah, that was, I was your kinda problem. Think, I kind of knew what needed to happen, but I really liked the setup of this one. Although there were some inconsistencies around with art and then some of the writing was kind of left, in my opinion, was left dangling only because they needed to, um, things happen to happen yeah, and that you should never write. Yeah. And I, and I thought that was a little kind of a missed, a couple of missed opportunities. 
But I will definitely pick the other ones up because... Well, number two comes in in this week. And I will be definitely reading it. So, on that note, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. I'm, I'm Rich. You're Rich. I'm Desmond. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday for our point five. Love ya. Bye. Geek Shack. Geek Shack. Geek Shack. Geek Shack.